Lead you all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's an honor for me to be here with you. I feel honored to share this pulpit. I'm here to share my mind, my heart, my ministry, and the future and God in my life. First, I would like to thank you, uh, Apostle Vincent Luate, for extending your hand towards me with the support of your lovely wife. Among all the men in this world and all the pastors, some of the changes that I've started and some of the changes that I've preached in, the heavens know that your pastor is the only man who respects and honors me. Thank you very much, sir. I'd like to extend also my, my heart to the leader, the king, the queen of this village. And their council, and those who are in leadership. Amen. You don't know what you are doing today. You don't know what you are doing today. You have opened the heart of this village. For the Almighty God. Amen. I'd like to thank uh, the leadership of Emmanuel Christian Church. Continue to support the men of God. I'm turning in my mind as to what should I say. But as I'm standing there, Three thoughts crosses my mind. The first one, I was raised my, my, by my grandmother. I was born in Cape Town, Guguletu. Even though I'm not closer. My grandmother, when he raised me up, he said, when you grow up, I want you to be a medical doctor. In my mind, that was my life. I'm going to be a medical doctor. I wanted to please my grandmother who loved me. And I went to college. That is where I met with my God. I wanted to hear me well. Because I want you to understand that God is not the Bible. God is not prayer. God is not the church. God is not worship. God is not a praise. God is a person. He has a name. He has eyes. Yes. 
has a mouth. And this God can talk. I was 18 years of age. The young man who helped me in my Christian walk, he instilled the prayer in me. He instilled the spirit of prayer in me. And I'll go into the woods and pray. One day on my knees, as I was praying, it looks like the heavens cracked. And a voice came out. And the voice said, Kenny, you want to be a medical doctor. You were not born to be a medical doctor. You have been born to be a man of God. I stood on my feet. I said, me. Me. A pastor. No way. No way. Do you want me to be like all these pastors? I'm not going to be like all these pastors. I'm going to be a doctor. And I'll give them money. And I'll give them money. When I said that, God opened my eyes. I saw a big hole. And people were falling into that hole. Listen here. If you are not born again, Jesus Christ, He's not the Lord of your life. Your sins are not forgiven. That is where you are going. That is my life. And that is why I went to the ministry. The second story that I want to tell, God was telling me, go and start churches everywhere. And it was last year when I felt God wanted me to, be, to, to, me to go somewhere. I was saying, and I, I read the book of David Pawson. This man says, when God talks to you, he does not beat about the bush. He talks to you directly. I repeat, when God talks to you, he does not beat about the bush. He talks to you directly. Because you don't have to struggle to find what is in his, in his mind. Amen. Don't say Amen. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to struggle to find what is in his mind because he must be the one who tells you what is in his mind I said God I can feel that you are trying to say something to me can you be direct? Can you be direct? Be very, very clear.
And to cut the story short, a man came all the way from Britain. He was preaching in Pretoria. He preached. After preaching, he said, You say, stand on your feet. So, what's your name? He said, I said, I'm Kenneth. He said, You are not a pastor, you are an apostle. The apostolic DNA, it is in you. And God, right now, He is packing your bags. You are going to Kenya. You may ask, why are you telling us all this? I'm trying to say to you that God is not dead. You understand? I'm trying to say God talks. You must have ear to hear. My last story. When God called me into the ministry, like I told you, you are not born to be a medical doctor. You are born to be a minister of the gospel. Almost a year passed without me not hearing the voice of God. And I began to ask him a question. I said, Lord, in John chapter 10, you said, my sheep hear my voice. Am I your sheep? Am I your sheep? Am I your sheep? You said your sheep hear your voice. But I don't hear your voice. Am I your sheep? Every day in the street, in the taxis, at home, when I sleep, I said, Lord, you said your sheep hear your voice. Your sheep hear your voice. I don't hear that voice. I heard it once, but I don't hear your voice. I was walking in the street in Soweto, moving from Dubai to Central Western Jababu. I was walking in the street, and in the street as I was walking, I kept on saying, you said your sheep hear your voice. I don't hear your voice. I was crossing a street where I heard a voice here. And that voice says, you have been asking to hear my voice. Read the Bible. I was, I was disappointed. And I think he knew that I was disappointed. Because it's God that can't say anything. He said, read the Bible. I began to read the Bible. I began to read the Bible. Now, it was nine months later when I realized why God wanted me to read the Bible. Do you know why? Because every time when I kept on saying, God, I want to hear your voice, the devil was listening. 
demons were listening. So God was saving me so that I should not hear any voice and think it is the Holy Spirit or it is Him. He wanted me to read the Bible so that I must be pregnant with the Word of God so that any other voice when I hear it I should be able to draw a line. That is not the voice of God. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, oh yes, you know my accident? We just bought the cinema in, in, in Mafikeng. And uh, I negotiated and uh, God gave me favor, we bought this cinema. That day the devil wanted to kill me. And I was driving through to Mafikeng. I was preaching that night. But I almost met with my death. And I survived. I survived. My brain, my brain. Because of, because of the impact, it, 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 it even it's swollen within the skull. That's why I, I lost my memory. Four years later, I'm driving from Rustenburg. As I cross Zirast, you see, I want you to understand some other men and preachers, when they are on the pulpit, they say, God said, God said, God said. Even when God did not say anything, I want you to understand that I fear this God. I fear this God. And I don't joke. I heard a lot of Christians say, I love Jesus, I love Jesus. I don't love him, I fear him. And as I was passing Zirast, he clearly said to me, stop the car, I want to talk to you. I park on the side. And I remember folding my hands. I remember that very, very, very well. When my, I wanted to fold my hand like this. When my hand was this, it was this. A voice came from the front. It hit my right hand's ear. And that voice said, the reason you did not die the reason I did not allow you to die it is because what you must do on earth it is not yet finished. It would be unfortunate for a person as a Christian 
For you to call yourself a Christian, you come to church, you sit down, you go back, and it is the end of the story. And this God is not real in your life. So I want to challenge you. Can you say amen to that? Amen. <laughs> I believe in miracles. And I was wondering what's going to happen today. Oh yes, I think I said I said all those episodes. You may say why. You may say why are you saying this? You may say, why are you saying this? It is because I want this God to be alive in your life. He must be a real living God in your life. Oh yes, most of us, our Jesus, he is buried in the Bible. Our Jesus, he is buried in the Bible. The time has come that he must resurrect from the Bible. Otherwise, you are not going to enjoy your Christian work. Okay, let me go to my word. To my word, to the word. Murtuwe. You, you moved by the spirit of faith. For you to reach where you are. It is nothing else but your faith. Pastor Titus, when he stood here, he spoke about faith. Today, today, as we dedicate this building, members of the church, it must be men and women, boys and girls that uses their faith. I'm going to say certain things about faith. You know my story. You know my tears. You know how I've complained to God. You know how sometimes I feel that life has been unfair. And the ministry has been unfair. And how I've been stabbed at the back. Tears and tears are coming out all the time. You are one man. That is like a pillar from the distance. Every time when I'm with you, I know that I can run an extra mile. I always thank God for you. So today, I want to talk about faith. This is going to be a center of faith. 
But something very, very, very important that I want to leave with you. Jesus Christ said, My sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. I repeat. God is in heaven. The Lord Jesus Christ is in heaven. The only person who is here on earth it is the Holy Spirit. I was concerned in the church about certain things. And as I was thinking about the Bible, and it looked like God was showing me, our Father is in heaven. The Lord Jesus Christ, He is at His right hand side. Jesus Christ, He is Lord over the church. The Lord Jesus Christ, He is Lord over the church. The Holy Spirit, He is Lord in the church. As I was thinking about that, it was like I was hearing He is the most neglected person in the church. The Holy Spirit, He is Lord in the church, but it looks like He is ignored or He is not known. In the book of Acts, my Bible tells me as they were worshipping, the Holy Spirit said, Separate me, Paul and Barnabas. They could hear Him. I cried the other time. I said, Lord, Lord, the church as it is, it is not the church that you left behind. The church as it is today, it is not the church that you left behind. Because that church was turning Jerusalem and Samaria upside down. And I thought to myself, I don't think it is the church that you are coming for. No, no. It is not the church you are coming for. It's not the church that you are coming Amen. Sometimes when you talk to the Lord, you, you really get frustrated. Because of the thing that you wish to see happen. Oh, yes. If 
there is something it looks like we need to understand. Your attention, please. Your attention, please. Everybody, 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 please. I'm begging you, please. If there is one thing that the church needs to understand, it is what you call the power of prayer. If it looks like something has been stolen from the church, it is the power of prayer. Listen, if you can understand prayer very, very well, you may even come to a point where you are afraid when you pray. You know why? Because when you pray, you move into certain dimensions that make the flesh uncomfortable. Now you understand why Paul says, walk in the spirit and live in the spirit. My Bible tells me that the early church, it prayed and something burst in the sky. You see, this whole world does not know and understand men and women who knows what prayer can do. Listen, gentlemen, if you can understand what prayer can do, the whole world will be shocked. And I went through the book of Mark and I saw how Jesus was devoted to prayer. You see, he believed in prayer. He believed. Jesus believed in prayer. Do you know why? Do you know why? I said, do you know why? Because he'll pray in the night and during the day he'll see that prayer work out. If tonight we leave this place, if we can leave this atmosphere, leave it with a cloud of faith and prayer. When people are flying here to Chicago or to New York, people from New York and Chicago, they can come all the way to this place to meet with the Lord their God. I think You, the leaders in this place, please, I want you to understand that God is real. 
God is real. And God can talk. And God can listen. And God can draw to you as you draw near to Him. I'm saying here, let's look at several scriptures here. Isaiah speaking in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 and 9. It is God speaking. My thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways my ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Your attention, please. I'm going to live here. I'm going to live here. But when I live here, I pray that what I'm going to say to you, let it be held by your mind and your heart. Here my Bible tells me, it talks about the ways of God. The ways of God. You see, God has a way of doing things. And God has a way of communicating. God has a way of actualizing things. And he contrasts that with your ways. He says, my ways, my, my ways are not your ways. He's trying to tell you, I'm not going to do things your way. I'm not going to do things the way you want me to do them. Because I am sovereign. It is very, very important that you understand my ways. You must understand my ways. You must understand my ways. Oh yes, it is true that we can be a Christian. You don't hear the voice of God and you don't know the ways of God. You don't know the ways of God. And as long as you don't know the ways of God, there is going to be less being accomplished in your life. There, is a lot, there are less things that are going to be accomplished in your life. I wish I could talk a little bit about reading the Bible. Because recently I realized that Christians, they don't know how to read the Bible. We, we read the Bible the wrong way. A very, very, very bad wrong way. Most of the letters, most of the books in the Bible, they are letters. Do you know what the letter? When I write a letter, you don't start at the back. Or you don't start in the middle. 
or halfway at the back. You will never understand that letter unless you begin to read it from the beginning. That is why today we are having a problem with Christians who don't understand the Bible. We are text Christians, not book Christians. We read verses, not the whole book. And as long as you don't read the whole book, oh, beloved, you are going to miss it a big way. My ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. No wonder God says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now, it becomes a problem when you think you know. It becomes a problem when you think you know. I repeat, it becomes a problem when you think you know. And that's why all of us, we must be open to hear new truths. Oh, it is raining. Can you hear me at the back? Can you hear me at the back? Okay. Okay, now let's go to the Bible. Please, everybody, as you live here today, I want you to understand that God is alive. Now, let me talk about faith. Romans chapter 1 verse 17. Baroma 1 verse 17. Romans chapter 1 verse 17. Baroma 1 verse 17. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Christians shall live by faith. Please, I want you to understand that there are people who are not living. They are existing. They are not living. They are existing. They are not living. They are existing. I say there are people who are not living. They are just existing. As long as you don't use faith, you are just existing. You are not living. You know why? Your attention, please. You know why? Because faith changes things. Faith changes things. Faith creates things. Faith can mold things. Faith can move mountains. Faith can make a way where there is no way. 
Faith brings miracles. Faith forces the hand of God to move. That's what the Bible says. They just shall live by faith. As long as there is no faith in your life, you are not living. You may mean, Pastor, what are you saying? Tell us. Tell us what your faith got to you. Tell us what your faith did in your life. Tell us what are the results of your faith. Tell us, tell us, tell us what, what did your faith do? Show us the product of your faith. Tell us the prayers of faith that we prayed. Coming to church, it is not faith. Singing in the church, it is not faith. Dancing in a church, it is not faith. It is not faith. Where is your faith? Here my Bible tells me. The just shall live by faith. Whether it is relating to a husband, to a marriage, to your wife, sickness in your body, your circumstances, employment, business, it all demands faith. That's what the Bible says. The just shall live by faith. You cannot be a Christian. Your head is empty of faith. Your words are empty of faith. Your heart is empty of faith. You cannot be an empty person because God is not going to move in your life. He's not going to do anything. Decide today. It looks like God is not doing anything in the lives. Oh, in the lives of me. It looks like He's an irresponsible God who does not do anything. But He is waiting for your faith. You can't be saying, I'm waiting for God, I'm waiting for God. Do you know what he said? He said, you, if you say to this mountain, not him, not the Lord Jesus Christ, not the Holy Spirit, you, now you understand what the Lord Jesus Christ said. He said, when, when I come back, when I come back, will I find faith? Will I find faith when I come back? Oh, yes. We come to the church. We dress nice. The preacher preaches. We clap our hands. We dance a little bit. We sit down. We pray a little bit. We stand up. 
but there is no faith. Let me tell you something. When a woman comes to church in faith, it's like, God, talk to me today. Lord, I want to hear something from you. It looks like the doors of miracle and supernatural, it has been locked. But it can be opened and people can be prayed. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe in prayer. And God answers prayer. Okay, let me not go that direction. Let's go to the next verse. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7. No, no, no. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7. Yes. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Pay attention, please. Everybody. Everybody, please. Everybody. I'm talking to, 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 to people who, who, who are real Christians. The Bible says, you walk by faith. You live by faith and you walk by faith. You believe God for everything. You believe God for everything. You, when you walk, when you walk, when you walk, you see buildings when you walk. You see cars when you walk. You see men and women when you walk. You even see your enemies when you walk. You want you see the thing that you desire when you walk. When you walk. You see the planes in the sky. When you walk, when you walk, you see things. And something they must be changed. Amen. Listen. Now look at what Jesus Christ said. I, I love this. They were in the they were in the water. And uh, and, and, and the, the ship was going under. And just Christ said, Where is your faith? Where is your faith? Today I want I want to ask you, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Where is your faith? Just Christ said, Where is your faith? He, he asked them, Where is your faith? Now you remember the other time this woman was bleeding. She, he came behind Jesus and he touched the hem of his garment. And Jessica said, Who touched me? Who touched me? People they were touching Jesus. They were touching Jesus. But this woman, this woman, this woman, she touched in faith. She said, when, 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 when I touch, just turn around. She said, Who touched me? Now, please, please. Here, here is a truth 
that we have missed. Look at what the Lord Jesus Christ said. Jesus Christ did not say, my faith has healed you. He didn't say, my power has healed you. He didn't say the gift of faith in me has healed you. He's a daughter. You have faith. You have faith. She said, You have faith. Another man, he was blind. He was blind. And Jesus Christ said, are you, are you aware? Do you believe I can do that? I can open your eyes. Yes, that man says yes. Look at what the Lord Jesus Christ said. He said, You have faith. You have faith. You have faith. But the, what did this place say? Sehoilani is looking for men and women who are going to live by faith. And they must come and drink from this fountain. They must come and drink here. To understand that they are men and women. I mean, I look at these young people here. I saw young people. Do you know what I saw here? These young people. I saw lawyers and doctors and millionaires and engineers. Right here, right here, right here, right here. This little children, I saw doctors, I saw professors, university, right here. I saw the future right here. And that is faith. Now today, let me put it this way. We have Christians. Oh yes, they love God. Oh yes, they love church. Oh, they love to worship in the church. Oh, yeah, they come to church every Sunday. I have no problem with it. Just Christ asking a question. Where is your faith? Because coming to church is not faith. You'll get the employment by faith. You'll get the car by faith. You get marriage by faith. You get a child by faith. You get clothes by faith. You get grocery by faith. You get promotion by faith. You get miracles by faith. You move the hand of God by your faith. So don't tell me. Don't tell me. That you are not going to use your faith. And that's why God has no problem in asking him questions. God has no problem with you asking him questions. When I read that book of David Parson, when he said, God, God does not beat about the bush. I went to God and said, God, now talk to me clearly. Talk to me. Don't beat about the bush. Lord, be direct to me. And God was precise. You see, God is our father. He would love to hear you talk to him. He would love to ask you ask him questions. You can even argue with him. He, he, he doesn't have a problem. Do you know what's the problem? We don't have a relationship with him. 
We don't have that's why we can't talk about this thing with him. We don't have a relationship with him. Please, I want to understand. When you say God, when you say God, he is deep into the heavens. No, deep into the heavens. When you say God, oh God, he is deep into the heavens. But when you say Father, you bring him home. So most of us, we don't know Father, we know God. You know, when is, I'm excited about miracles. <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm, ish. And you see, sometimes, listen, gentlemen, God moves upon your life, not because of the anointing, or God acts upon your life not because of the anointing not because you have something sensational in your body no 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 no. sometimes even when you don't feel anything when you step in in faith God moves ask your neighbor where is God in your life I'm going to give you the last three scriptures, then I think I'll be through. I'll be through. That's why in First Timothy chapter 6, it says, fight a fight, a good fight of faith. My first verse, it is Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. Your attention, please. As I leave, as, I, as I'm coming to an, to, to an end, everybody, everybody, please listen, listen to me. The Bible says, without faith, it makes no difference how you come to the church, how you sing in a music group. Or God will applaud you, but I think you'll never please Him. And uh, here is something also very interesting. When you pray, everybody, please, everybody, everybody, I want your attention. When you pray, please, please, please hear me. When you pray, don't make things easy for God. Do you hear me? When you pray, don't make things easy for God. I repeat. Repeat it. You know why? We must, we, we must stop praying big and any prayers. I repeat, we must stop praying big and nini prayers. Because we are really disappointing God. When you pray, when you pray for 100 rands, somebody is praying for a billion dollars. Somebody is praying for a billion dollars. 
So you are limiting God in your mind. And that's why God is not impressed with your prayers. That's why the Bible talks about faith. He said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Yes, I think yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Okay, let me go. Let me go to let me go to my, my, my next verse. James chapter one, verse chapter one, verse five and eight. Jacobo five. Chapter one. Oh, Jacobo chapter one. Verse five to eight. Verse five to eight. Because of time, I won't read there. Your attention, please. Your attention, please. Listen here, ladies and gentlemen. Our God is a great God. My Bible tells me that nothing is impossible with God. My Bible tells me nothing is too hard for God. And you see, what God wants in, in your life, He only wants only one thing, He only wants faith. Nothing else, nothing else. Now look at the book of James. He says, Is anyone, does anyone lack wisdom? Let him ask. And it will be given to him. Please understand the verse. He says, he says, let him ask. God has no problem with you asking anything. God has no problem with you asking anything. He said, you let wisdom, he said, ask. Ask. But it continued to say, he said, let that man ask in faith. Ish. Don't be noisy. Don't even be loud. Ask in faith. He says, let him ask in faith. Not doubting. But it continued to say, if he doubts, let not that man think he will get anything from God. Do you hear me? You can pray and sweat all you want. But as long as you don't pray in faith, God himself, you will get nothing. He said, let that man not think he will get anything. You know why? Do you know why? Because our God is the God of faith. Today, Today, Christians are praying. People are dying in the face of prayer. People are praying. Some they are fasting. Some are even dying. What is wrong? Does this book work or not? Some 
Sometimes we need to ask very, very cruel, cruel, cruel questions. Because it looks like our God is a dead God. He can't do anything. The witches they go out there and they do their own thing. But my Bible says God is waiting for your faith. He said to that woman, to this man, where is your faith? Where is your faith? <laughs> I wish I can tell you. <laughs> about a girl that I wanted to raise from the dead. I was with my son, my daughter, and my wife. My only problem, my, I think, my, because God showed me that this child can rise from the dead. I think it was only one thing. It, demand, it demanded a daring faith from my side. And I pulled back at a very, very crucial point. You see, your faith should not be sabotaged. Your faith can be sabotaged and you can abort the miracle. My Bible talks about faith. We are supposed to be people of faith. And things must happen in our lives. Our God is a God of faith. That's what Jesus Christ said. Have faith in God. Are you aware some of you can get a miracle today? You are miracle. You are miracle. You are miracle. You are miracle. I'm tired of noise. I'm tired. Because it looks like this God is not real. It looks like we're playing games. And God wants to do wonderful things to us. God wants to bless us. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Let not that man suppose he will get anything from me. Oh, my last verse that I want to close with. I can go on and on and on, but no. Let me, let, let, me, let, me just, let me just take let me just take my last verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 18. <laughs> it is Paul speaking. No, 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 no. That, that's not that's not the verse. That's not that's not the verse. That's not the verse that I'm looking for. I'm sure I'm sure we see Bibila how. Can I think you must have gone Corinthians chapter four verse something. 
for we having the spirit of faith chapter chapter 4 13 in the second corinthians chapter 4 yes i know no i think i think i think i think i think no i think you make it you're not hearing we says you're, you're not hearing we having the spirit of faith I believe. Therefore, I speak. Listen here, listen here, listen here. Please, I don't want, you know, it is very, very heartbreaking. Because I think it, it breaks the heart of God. I believe it breaks the heart of God that God wants to help us and nothing is happening. There Paul says, we having the spirit of faith. I believe, therefore I speak. We also believe, I also believe, therefore speak. How do you express your faith. Maybe you'll understand. Paul says, we having the spirit of faith, I believe Therefore, I speak. I believe. Therefore, I speak. How do you release your faith? How do you release your faith? How? How do you use your faith? Well, some of you want to go down out there and begin to use your faith. How do you use your faith? Paul says, I believe. Therefore, I speak. How do you release your faith? You release your faith through words. God at the beginning of time, He was using words and faith. Let there be light. There was light. Let there be the mountain. She was speaking. She was speaking. Ephesians chapter 1. It says, Be imitators of God. Hey, say that again. I have the spirit of faith, therefore speak. As long as you don't speak, you don't have faith. That is how you release faith. Okay, fine. Hey, you know me. You see, I'm I'm having 200 rents. Please, 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 I'm closing now. I'm closing. 
I want you to understand. I want you to understand. All of you, right now, you are going to get into your cars. You are going to walk. Nobody will be here. You will be alone with your faith. It's not mob psychology. It is you and your life. You and your marriage. You and your finances. You and your car. You and your employment. You and your life. And that life of yours, it wants faith. But as long as you don't speak out, here is 200 rands. It is in my pocket. You see? Understand? Please, 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 please. As long as this 200 rands is in my pocket, it is useless. useless. I don't care how much faith you say you have. As long as you don't release it, that faith is dead. It's not going to to work for you. This money will work for me when I go to the dairy and I say I want milk. Then it works. I know you have been telling us you are having a lot of faith. Oh yes, you have been telling us you've got backs. (laughs) Backs of faith. But now, when are you going to release that faith? In case you don't know, faith is like your servant. Faith is like your slave. When you release it, it goes to get the job done. So most of us were having faith, but we don't release it. I'll give you a story. It is in Acts chapter 14. My Bible tells me there was a man who was crippled from his birth. The legs, the legs, they were dead. Paul, he was preaching. When he looked at him, he saw that he had faith. He had faith. That man had faith. I say that man had faith. But his faith was doing nothing. And what did Paul say? He says, stand up. Stand up. The other thing that triggers faith, it is your action. You may say, what do you mean? I wanted a Mercedes-Benz. I went to the Mercedes-Benz garage. 
I said, can I test drive? They, they will always allow you. I went to eat. And I took that Mercedes Benz. And I went into my garage. I said, Mercedes Benz belongs to this garage. Do something. Do something. I'm saying, do something. Do something. Do something. Faith without action is dead. That's why Christians don't get anything today. I believe, therefore I speak. You know the story of Mark chapter 11? Now, all of you here who are not born again. Jesus Christ. He is not the Lord of your life. People like you, you don't have faith. But when you get born again, when you receive Christ, God injects faith in you. Please don't tell me about your prayer, about your church. Don't tell me about your bishop. Because those things, they are not going to profit you at all. You need to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And today you don't say, Christ, I, I, I welcome you in my life. I receive get into my life. When he gets in, he stimulates your faith. I don't know why God wanted me to say that. Maybe there must be a man or woman here. You must give your life to God. There must be a man, woman, boy, again here who must give his life to God. You are not here by mistake. Because one day God is going to ask you, that man, he preached. You heard me. And you could hear that there's a piercing of the Holy Spirit. I was calling you. Okay, now, Mark chapter 11, verse 23. I'll close with that. Jesus Christ said, He was teaching about faith. He said, Whoever will say to this mountain, be thou removed. Be thou cast into the sea. He shall not doubt in his heart. Whatever he says shall come to pass. Now please, your attention please. Everybody, everybody. I think I, 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 I got this, I got this, I got this. I got this. Um, So, okay. Um, I think, um,
Okay, there was something that I, that, that I was experiencing. So I think Jessica said, talking about faith. Uh, whoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, and believe in his heart that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. I want, I wanted to say to you, ladies and gentlemen, your attention is at close. You must use your faith. You must use your voice. You must use your voice. You must use your voice. God expects you to use your faith. Whoever will say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, shall not believe in, and shall believe in himself. The thing that he says shall come to pass, shall have whatever he says. I think something affected my mind. But all I'm trying to say is, ladies and gentlemen, Let's use our faith. Use your faith. Use your faith. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord makes a way where there is no way. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. My God supplies my needs. According to the region glory by Christ Jesus. When you begin to speak like that, when you speak like that, you are going to see a lot of things happen in your life. I think I'm through. I'm through. All I'm saying here, right in this place, believe in God, believe in your faith, believe God to do great things here, believe in God for greater things, greater things, you are going to see the hand of God. I saw God do wonderful things. And I believe God can do wonderful things. God wants you to believe in faith. I want you to come to this church. And this church, it will make a difference. I told you what God did in my life. God can do the same thing in your life. In case you have not accepted Christ as Lord and life, as Lord and Savior. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. I showed you the thing that God did in my life and he will do them in your life. Close your eyes please as I pray. Close your eyes as I pray. I'm going to pray to God and I want to pray for you as well. Father, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are a good God. You want us to believe in you, to trust you, the Lord of our God. You want us to use our faith. I'm praying for the church of God. Let them know you. Let them know your power. Let them know what you can do. Lord God, I pray faith of God be injected in their hearts and in their minds. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, my Father God, I pray.
why all eyes are closed and every head bowed you heard what I said you heard what I said I spoke about this God and what he can do in your life I want you to connect with God I want you to be real to this God and I want this God to be real to you today 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 right now you can connect with him I want to pray with you can you lift up your hands lift up your hands please I want to pray with you can I see your hands can I see your hand? God bless you. Can I see your hand? God bless you. I see some hands up. I see your hand. Lift up your hand. I'm talking about God in your life. I'm talking about God in your life. I know right now the devil can talk to your mind. He can say no, no, no. It is Satan. Say yes to God. You to lift up your hand. For the last time, lift up your hand. I want to pray for you. Lift up your hands. Very, very good. All of you who lifted up your hands, stand on your feet. Stand on your feet, please. Just stand on your feet. Just stand. Just stand. Just stand. Just stand. Just stand. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. And God is going to come in your life. I'm going to move from where you are. Come and stand before me here. Just come. Don't be shy. Just come. I want to pray with you. Just come, just come, just come. I said, I want to pray with you. Because we want this God to be real in your life. Come, come, we want to pray with you. That's why God wants this church to be established here. God wants to change your life. Today your life will never be the same. We want to pray with you. Come, we want to pray with you. We want to pray. I spoke to you about this God. I spoke to you about this God. And this God wants to be real to you. I want you to know that God is real. I'm talking about the God that I know. And I'm talking about the God that our pastor knows here. I'm going to pray with you. It is not going to be a long prayer. It's not going to be a long prayer. But this prayer is going to be short. But it's a prayer that is coming from your heart. You'll be saying, God, I believe in you. I believe in Jesus Christ, your son, who died and God raised him from the dead. With my mouth today, I say he is my Lord. Your life will change right there, right there. Where you are, your life will change. Close your eyes, please. Lift up your hands to him. It's going to be a short prayer. Follow me in this prayer. Father, I know you love me. I love you too. Today, I give you 
my life and my heart. I'm asking you forgive me all my sins. Wash them with your blood. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe He is the Son of God. I believe He died for me on the cross. He was buried. He rose from the dead. And today, with my mouth, I take Him as my Lord. Father, Thank you for changing my life, for giving my sins, and making me your child. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 I want you to know that I love you all and I respect you. But the pastor who's going to take care of you, who's going to help you, it is Pastor Luade. I hand you over to him. Hallelujah.